Welcome back to the Winnie City Podcast. I'm your host, Carter, and today we got two dubs to cover. Let's get into it. The first game I'm going to be covering is the Bulls win against the Heat, 113-99. to DeMar led the charge with 24 points, 10 assists, and 5 rebounds. Zach had 18 points, 7 assists, and 4 rebounds. Pat Bev had 17 points and 4 assists, and 14 of those 17 points were back-to-back-to-back, and Vooch had 13 points and 10 rebounds. The bench actually decided to help us out a bit this game with a combined 36 points, and Kobe White led the bench with 18 points and 6 assists. This win helped secure the sweep against the Heat. What this pretty much means is that we have beat them every time we've played them this season, and... There's a lot of things that I was impressed with this game. This team really blew my mind again. The Bulls shot 17 for 34 from three and had a season-high 34 assists. Now, these are two things that I've been preaching for for the longest time, and they finally happened. We're making our threes, and we're passing the ball, which leads to us making threes. And it probably won't happen again this season, but, you know, hey, it was nice to see. Now, when good news comes with the Bulls, you know at some point there was bad So at one point, the Bulls had a 27-point lead. We lost that lead. Miami was able to fight back 24 points with major help from Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, who were able to bring the game to 93-90 with nine minutes left in the game. Luckily, we were able to keep the lead because every game matters for this team right now. This win kept us in the 10th seed still, but both Pacers and Wizards lost, so it kind of gave us a little bit of a cushion to fall back on. Overall, there's not really much to say about this game. The Heat really haven't been playing that good this season. And I think that we're capable of beating this team like we did every time we've played them. This is just kind of like a like a free game, and I'm glad we were able to put them away. The next game I'll be covering is the Bulls win over the Sixers in double OT, 109-105. to Zach had 26 points and 7 assists. DeMar had 25 points, 8 rebounds, and 3 steals and Vooch had 21 points, 12 rebounds, and 4 steals. Now, I'm not going to lie. I do not know how we won this game. This was a good defensive game because no team broke 100 in regulation, and we unfortunately reverted back to our normal 3-point shooting, going 7 for 33, but we managed to keep our turnovers low at 10. Now, in the last couple possessions of overtime, Derrick Jones Jr. blocked James Harden's layup, and... This was kind of like the momentum shift we needed, but we didn't get the rebound off that. The ball reflected back out to Joe Harris, who missed his shot, which we're pretty lucky because he's a pretty good three-point shooter. And the rebound from Joe Harris's shot went to Kobe White, who was then fouled and hit both of his free throws with six seconds left in that overtime to secure the win. Now, the main issue that I have with this game is we let Embiid kind of run all over us. He had 37 points and 16 rebounds. And this game was the first time in his career that he's lost to the Bulls. Now, I think Embiid can't really be controlled. But I'm going to get more into why we haven't been able to beat him since he's been in the NBA. And I think this is mainly because we've been kind of lacking at the center position since before Vooch arrived. Wendell Carter was about, I'd say, an average center. And he was going up against one of the best players in the league. For the last couple of years, Joel Embiid's been in the MVP talks. And he's, like, within top three every season. And I just think there's not much we can do against that. You know, Wendell Carter can't really fight back on the offensive side like Vooch can. Now, I both think they stand no chance of guarding him. But in terms of who I want in my team, I definitely want Vooch. Now, 
This one puts the Bulls up two games above the Wizards and two and a half games above the Pacers, which means that we're now closer to the 8th seed than the 11th, which is good. Now, I don't think we're capable of beating this team back-to-back, so we'll need the extra cushioning we earned tonight. And speaking of this game, we're going to kind of watch it and see, you know, how we played good defense. the tip because we just can't jump that's okay though that's a tough buck by Zach that's a, that's a hard shot to guard see here we're bringing Embiid out early they kind of just got lazy on defense Harden and Embiid kind of ran into each other wasn't much to that And this here is what kills us, right? Well, Vooch was able to rotate over. If he would have dumped it off to Embiid, Embiid would have had an open shot or he would have drove and got something out of it. So here's the screen they love to do. And then that's the cheat code that we have to guard. He's seven feet tall and he's moving like that. Vooch cannot move like that, so that's one of our big concerns. That's just bad transition defense. I mean, Pat needs to secure that once the ball goes there and chase that. He, he doesn't chase it. He just kind of lets the shot go in, saves his energy. This here, we're getting run off the screen, which is able to come back. But, I mean, just look at this, right? He starts face guarding this guy. And then he gets turned around on his back and gets the layup off that. And then this is the gravity that Joel Embiid produces, right? Because they throw him the ball. One, two, three. Everyone, now I get, I know we're all supposed to follow the ball. But if he holds the ball and takes even one dribble or one step. Oh, maybe he didn't. Yeah, no, maybe. So, Damar is not seeing, you know, he's looking over here. But Pat Bev comes over to help, right? I think we have the situation under control with... Because, you know, Pat Williams is going to fly over and Embiid's going to be, or not Embiid, Vooch is going to be able to slide in on Embiid. But we just kind of leave that shot open. This is exactly the matchup we want. Smaller guy. Now they are doubling, but our spacing is kind of bad. Maybe if Kobe White kind of slid over, Vooch maybe got in here or something like that. He could have an outlet to go back to, but right now his only option to pass out is to go back to Kobe White. But we do like that smaller mismatch, so DeMar takes that shot. That's just a tough, tough layup. We like this matchup. That's... We got away with one there. Definitely got away with a foul call there. And this is why I like having younger guys on our team that are going to run in transition and whatnot. Zach likes to run in transition a good bit too because he can get dunks off of it. But one of the biggest things for me about having younger guys is they do bring that energy. Because, you know, the vets bring the experience. Sometimes they bring the energy. But the young guys will keep the momentum 
and the hype going. The, the young guys on our bench get hyped up over an open layup. So having that kind of energy around us is something we really need more of. I'm going to watch this breakdown again. Okay, the ball goes up in air. Can't really blame that. What we can fault right here is this kind of weird. Mm, maybe we can kind of put it on Vooch for not coming over. But I think Game would have rather Tobias Harris go for that little dunk than Embiid getting something. I just feel like that's kind of just unfortunate circumstance. And then what I like about this here is that we have a double team. Zach, yes, could have thrown it to Vooch or let Vooch roll a little bit, throw it to Vooch, collapse, kick out to DeMar for three. But it still worked out in our favor because we were able to get that skip pass because they didn't really know who it was going to. And DeMar makes a tough shot. Another, yeah, that was good defense. We'll take that all day. That's a very tough finish, especially given that Embiid came over quick to help. But Zach did get the lane and pretty much was able to take it. See, and that this is just something that can't happen, right? Because Kobe White's anticipating a screen, but he doesn't, even if the screen was there, he wasn't going to fight over it until he got hit. And he basically just got a free layup just by running around Kobe White with nobody coming to set a screen. Now we're going to watch this again. See, no screen connects. Kobe White gets beat. And now Kobe White gets sealed on his hip. Right? We have three guys here. Vooch is okay because Embiid's at the top of the key. Now, Embiid can shoot, yes. He can pump fake and get a drive, yes. But he's still up here guarding his man. Pat Bev comes from the corner to help. Leaves Harden open, which is never good. And DeMar kind of gets caught watching. Zach has to rotate over from here. Can't do that. And then Kobe White gets dunked on. And this is what I mean by Embiid, right? Like, he's seven feet tall. If you sag off for a second, he's going to pull it in your mouth. Bad rotation defense by them. You got a good dunk by Pat. This is what I mean. Like, we can't really do much against that. That's a tough finish. Now, even though he got blocked, I did like his aggression. Vooch kind of played that a little weird, and I think he got hit this chin as a result of that. I don't like that we play... Okay, see, when we play these guys this high, I don't like that, right? Because the ideal situation here is for, like, especially up this high, we need Pat Williams to drop under that screen because, you know, yes, Harden can shoot threes. He's not... I don't think he displays his range like from way behind the line that often. But I do think part of the issue is Vooch isn't 
like very mindful of Embiid behind him. And while he is keeping up with Harden, he's not keeping up with Embiid, which is his main matchup. Again, young guy in transition. Gets blocked. We're attacking the rim, which is, I mean, it's good. I'm glad we're not scared of attacking the rim, but, I mean, it's just Embiid. He's going to block us. See, I don't, did he get, did he get hurt? Or what happened here? Oh, tripped on his foot or hit his knee on somebody's knee. That bit helps him up, Quasack. That was that was a pretty weak screen by Vooch right here, right? We don't stick and stay very long. Now this is a matchup we want all day because yeah, it's just a classic mismatch. We like this too. We like that open shot even better though. Good float. That's a good move, right? He fakes he fakes the pass. Good move. That's one of Zach's favorite moves to throw that little ball up there. See, that's just... Hmm. I don't know what that is. That can't happen. That was too easy. But at the same time, if he steps up to contest that shot, and let's say he bites on that shot, there's no, there was no one back there to help him. Yeah, we, we need to cover those better. That's a good hustle by Desumu. It's also why having young guys are good because they're going to hustle their butt off. This was the necessary reaction. That's just a tough shot and by Embiid. We needed the double that there because we could afford to. Impressive finish by Derek here. And this is just classic Zach Levine, right? He can get hit that first move, get even with his defender, and then bump him out of his way. Again, look at like look at the hustle, right? This is why we like having young guys. Like he's sprinting, 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 sprinting. Here, here, here. He's here. He's here. Goes out to contest a shot because no one else is back to help. A turnover, Harden, Kobe White's kind of stuck in a weird position there. He wanted a foul call, but his hands were behind his back, so. I'm not the biggest fan of this matchup, but I do believe that Vooch is bigger than him. Like I said, Vooch works in the post. Gets a little post hook there. A little jump hook. Must say that they have to double Levine here. Vooch is a tough shot. He, he's capable of hitting those. I don't think he just he doesn't take them very often. Mundell Carter would never be doing any of this at all. And that's just tough to guard. Like, look at this. He hits you with, look at this. An, a little hezzy? Like, what center is pulling a hezzy mid-range jump shot? It, like, nobody's doing that. 
Yep, I don't know what he thought was going to happen there. We want this matchup right here. Good screen there. Honestly, Zach maybe might have gotten in Vooch's way there, but I feel like Vooch did a pretty good job trying to keep up this faster guy. Again, we like this matchup here. We don't like that he lost the ball being careless with it, though. Got lucky there with a miss. That's just bad defense by us. This is just bad rotation defense here. Now, I don't know if we're playing zone here or what, but I think Zach got caught watching and Bev tried, Pat Bev tried to make up, and he kind of played him to baseline but got beat baseline. We're just trying to go to work on him beat here. Great post work, great footwork. A little small screen there. DeMar faced the pass. Tobias Harris turns his back because he thinks he's getting the ball back. DeMar has a tough shot over Embiid. See, and that's why I like, that's why I like having strong guards like Zach. Or just strong players in general. Like, Zach and DeMar are very physically strong players. And Zach isn't afraid to take you down the post here and get you up get you up off them, hit the jump shot, or get a layup on you. And this is just nothing we can do about that. It's just a bigger defender, or a bigger player and a small guy. No screen connect there. DeMar works hard, fights through muscles to that layup. Like I said, I mentioned earlier about having strong players. We like this matchup. He's a lot. See, I was surprised they took a three here. But at the same time, if he had a little bit more time, he could have gotten that maybe like a post up mid range and could have put that game away. Yeah, that was pretty smart. I like that we. So even though Embiid got a decent bit of blocks, we kept attacking him throughout the course of the game. So, you know, he fought out double OT, which kind of helped us out a lot, I feel. But at the same time, it kind of screws over because now they could run a smaller, faster guy, and Vooch can't really guard Tobias Harris. But I'd rather Vooch guard Tobias Harris than Embiid all day. Very tough layup. And DeMar just pretty much took over. That's very tough step through finish. Very, very, very tough. Yep, they double Zach. Give Poke, can't do anything. We're up two. Hart. This is the block I'm talking about. Oh my god, I said Joe Harris. I meant Tobias Harris. That's a mess up on my part. The wrap up here on Kobe White. 
intentional foul. And that's how we pretty much put away the game right there. Again, overall for that game, I think we're pretty lucky that we were able to pull away with a win there. And I don't think we could beat this team again, especially if Embiid plays a little bit smarter, as in not fouling out. And I don't think that we really know how to play against Embiid because a lot of teams, like in the last episode and in this episode, we kind of see how a lot of guys draw on Vooch's vulnerability of his speed. And that's definitely an issue when you guard someone like Embiid. So some big news came up regarding Alonzo uh, Ball. He had a surgery for a cartilage transplant in his knee. He will be the first player to come back from a cartilage transplant and play in the NBA should he recover. I don't really have much optimism at this point that this will be successful and he will be able to come back and play to his normal self. And I still don't really know what we should do with him. Now let's go to debating the idiots. Welcome to Debating the Idiots. So today I, f I find some pretty good quotes to talk about. A lot of people are mad. Some Bulls fans, some haters from other teams. We got a good combo today, so let's read this first one here. Pat Williams got 31 minutes and 6 points. Is this kid ever going to step forward? So a couple things about this. I don't think this guy understands why Pat Williams plays 31 minutes. I think he was talking about the Sixers game here. Um, if we needed Pat Williams to put the ball in the basket, he would have less minutes. He's out there to play good defense on defenders of all heights. More specifically, what we need is you know the forwards and in some cases maybe the center. But he did that, and he's done that for us. And again, back against the... Um, Sixers, we put him in double OT to play good defense, and that's what he did. Now, he's on a four-year, $32 million contract. I definitely think we can afford to keep him if he, like, people are like, oh, get, trade him, get rid of him, he's, he's a bust. We have something special with what we have with Pat Williams, right? If we can develop the offense and have him keep working on his defense, he can be a, a Kawhi Leonard-type player, which would be huge for us. So I definitely think we need to keep him. And I think we can afford to keep him. And while, you know, he has his rough moments on offense, I think he can get it back on defense. And I definitely think the Bulls need to invest more in what we have with Pat Williams. This next quote is kind of funny. And he makes one good point, but I don't think the other ones matter. I may say this. Vooch sucks at three. Zach's shooting sucks. And Deemer, he meant DeMar, I'm assuming, had to take over the big three is a disaster. So first thing, uh, this guy needs to learn the spell first before speaking on our big three. And next, like I said, he has one out of three of these things right. Vooch, I don't think, I think it's a confidence issue. But as of you know this moment, Vooch cannot shoot threes, even if his contract depended on it. Um, now, I don't know if this guy's a hater or a proclaimed Bulls fan. But I do think this guy is an idiot because Zach is playing out of his mind right now. 
in the month of March, he's averaging near 30 points per game, which is absolutely insane. We can't even throw him under the bus. Now, eventually, I think his, you know, high-efficiency tank will run out. He'll get tired, maybe a little fatigued. And I don't think we can get mad at him unless he, like, significantly drops his scoring. But I don't think that'll happen because, for us, Zach Levine has always been that guy. Now, I do really think, or at least for the rest of this season, he did turn a new leaf after everyone on the team got onto him in the locker room. He really has kind of turned up and embraced that role when all the guys kind of pointed the finger at him and said, you're the one we're going to, you know, we're blaming you for not helping us out enough. You know, you have a max contract and you're not playing like it. And I really think that flipped a switch in his head because now he's just been automatic every game. He's been an absolute machine for us. Now, the last point I want to point on what this guy talked about is he thinks DeMar carrying or helping out our big three significantly is a bad thing. But that's why we picked him up. We need more help on offense, and while Zach is ideally our go-to guy, in today's NBA, one guy can't do it all. DeMar's definitely right up there with him, as in our go-to options. Now, how I see it is we should feed the hot hand. If it's DeMar, then we feed him. If it's Zach, then we feed him. If it's Vooch, then we feed him, right? If someone, we, our big three, has a very, very, very great offensive capability, right? And we also have good defense capability, too, but... I think offense is our stronger side. So yes, while DeMar in some games carries our big three, Zach averaging a consistent 30 speaks volumes. And if DeMar is so-and-so, quote, carrying our big three, what's the issue with that, right? In the month of March, we went 9-6. and six. We have the luxury to have DeMar carry our big three. We have the luxury to do that. Now why we sit back and let his talent rot away? I just think that's flat-out stupid. That wraps up for today's episode. I'm your host, Carter, and this was the Winnie City Podcast. Peace. Mm-hmm.